You are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. Today, John, we have a special guest. Yes, we do. We have a star from all over the indie scene, but uh, most recognizable perhaps right now, a star from Major League Wrestling. We have with us the lovely Selena De La Renta. Selena, thank you so much for taking time out of your quarantine life to do this interview. Um, speaking of, how has quarantine uh, treated you? It's, I mean, honestly, I think it's awesome. I usually travel every weekend, which I miss. I don't, I'm not saying I don't miss my job, but it's kind of cool to be able to slow down for a little bit and take a long vacation. Like, I have been saying that for so long. I was like, I need some time off. I need time off. I'm too stressed. And I, I was going to school, too, like, all year round and not even, like, taking summer off. Like, I was going crazy. And now that I have nothing to do, <laughs> I feel good. I feel good. I'm okay with this. So you mentioned school. Uh, what are you uh, studying? I'm studying dramatic arts and sexology. Um, my first bachelor's is in dramatic arts. Um, in order to get a PhD in sexology, which is what I want to do, I need to have first like a, a psychology major and a, a bachelor's and a master's. So I'm doing like two bachelors at the same time, and it's a little stressful. <laughs> right. So for those that don't know, what exactly is sexology? So, sexology is the study of human sex. So, that is as simple as it gets, like, anything anything involved with it, they do, like, sex studies, and, like, they try to put the psychology behind it. Like, why do people act the way they do? Does it really have to do with their um, sexual orientation? Does it really have to do with, like, uh, their female or male or testosterone, estrogen? Like, does it really have? And that's what you really look into. And it a person that... that study sexology can become a sex therapist which is what i'm i'm trying to do and help people that have problems like different scenarios people like have tr sexual traumas and they can't really like have intercourse after that because they're traumatized and they would need somebody to talk to and that's what that's who i would be the different cases of course okay is there anything specific that uh that drew you to that um, let's just say I had my own personal, like, situation that happened, and, like, I felt that I had nobody to talk to. Like, I had my mom with me, I had my sister, my family, but there's not really anything I want to talk to them about that, in that subject. Like, it's like, I don't really, I need somebody else. And I never had that person, and I kind of had to, like, be strong enough to not let that break me, and it... It always stayed with me that I wish I had someone. And I don't know. I want to be that person for somebody else. I, I know it's hard. That's fantastic. Good. I know um, I'm a former alcoholic. And, like, going through that and speaking to people and helping them through it uh, mm -hmm. is very gratifying and um, gives a lot of purpose. Yeah. So I can see where you're coming from with that. 
Um, speaking of your uh, bachelor's in dramatic arts, do you feel that that has helped you uh, in your pursuit of wrestling? And if so, how? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel that because I have such a strong background in dramatic arts and performing arts, period, like, it, I am able to stand in front of a crowd and, like, no matter how many people and say whatever, do whatever. Like, I, I am one of those people. And I thought that that was just, like, a talented kid thing, that you could do that. And coming into wrestling and seeing how hard it is for other people, I realized, wow, this is this is a God's given talent I have. This isn't really like, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. And I feel like it definitely helped me because I've been acting since I was a baby. My mom put me on stage to play baby Jesus. I didn't have to do anything, <laughs> but I was on, but I was on stage since then. Like I remember memorizing lines by the time I was four and I was always on stage and I always wanted to do more. And I became like a little, um, I don't know what to call it, mini diva. <laughs> that, could be, that could be a good word. And I didn't know wrestling until I was 19. And that's when I was like, okay, maybe this world is good because it has like a little bit of everything that I like. A lot of performing arts and a lot of sports because I played every sport because I wanted to do something. I'm, I'm, I'm too hyper. And professional wrestling just seemed like the perfect mix for everything. And the more I the more I go to acting classes, I realize like this is necessary. They teach you stuff like where to stand in front of the camera, like when somebody's recording at you, what's your best angle? Like right. you you need to know so much that you don't know you need. Right. And people just come in yeah. thinking, okay, well I can wrestle. No, no, you need you need a lot of training. So exactly. It's, it's helped. So um, so go, going into that. Um, we watched a couple of your matches from the indie scene, and they were really good. And we know that you had an injury that stopped you from wrestling for a while. But uh, how are you doing now? Is that taken care of? Yeah, well, I had surgery like two years ago, and I've been recovering since. Um, I would say it took me a little bit longer than they said it was gonna, but I, I'm more than 100%. I feel that. I would do things now that I wouldn't before, and I am more agile, and I am faster, stronger, okay, and nice. I feel like it's like it. The mindset changed when my my leg broke because, like, when I don't know if you've ever lost a body part, but if you do and you have to get surgery, your entire all your nerves fall asleep and like they go, they go like against your skin and bone, and it's like just bone, and there's no muscle, like it just falls asleep, and mm -hmm. I had muscle atrophy for a very long time and I realized man if I want my leg back I gotta work for it like I really do every single day working out working out and doing like single leg squats and trying to get it back now I I'm good I can, can go through a wall <laughs> so, um, is it possible could we see you possibly get in the ring in MLW because you haven't really wrestled there much yet um You've been a manager for Permissionist De Rados, and I love that stuff because your promo work is impeccable, and I love seeing L.A. Park and Hio Day L.A. Park. But can we see you get in the ring at some point? Um, definitely. I was considering getting in the ring this year, 
and then mm. coronavirus happened. Um, right. I was hoping to have a debut by, you know, WrestleMania week. And I don't know if I would wrestle an MLW because I feel like I serve a different purpose there. And I am seen very different in MLW. If I were to wrestle, it wouldn't really make sense for for everything I do, I feel. Um, if, you know, if there's a way that we can make it happen, I would. I mean, I feel like the fans would love it. I'm, I don't I don't see how me wrestling can bring heat. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I feel like if it, this is really up to Court Bauer, I would say, if he wants me to wrestle, right. then I, I will. But if, if he doesn't want me to, then I, I just won't. I also produce and I do a lot of stuff in MLW that could, like takes a lot of my time. So I don't really know if it's even realistic for me to be doing all this behind-the-scenes stuff and then still have a match on top. Right. right, you are the uh, first Latina executive producer. Uh, how did that happen, and how does it make you feel? Well, I'll answer how it makes me feel first, because sure. it's it's amazing. I, <laughs> I, it, like like I said, it's like I, at the moment when I'm when I was doing it, I didn't realize how much noise it was gonna make. I I knew it was gonna be like okay, well, Selena produced an episode. Wow, big deal, but did not think Sports Illustrator was going to interview me and then a bunch of people and I was like okay people are lining up they want to talk to me and I, I it's it's an honor that to be the first ever at anything and I've gotten the, the opportunity of being the first ever at two things in wrestling so I, I feel more than honored and the way it happened was <clears throat> I started at MLW as a uh, not even like I, there was really no plan for me like I remember talking on the phone and I with core and MSL like the owner and the vice president of the company and they were like um yeah we think you would be good on camera we've seen your stuff on the indies and maybe we, you could throw shirts or um, maybe you could interview some people we really don't know perhaps we could make you a manager but like depends because this might be like a one-time sh uh, thing it's just a one-time show and, and I was like all right that's fine um like I would say weeks before MLW started I Alex Greenfield who was one of the producers we had at the time he calls me and he's like hey Selena I hope you're doing well um we're just wondering would you be willing to wear a business suit <laughs> I was like a business suit and he's like yeah a business suit and I was like uh sure yeah and then I went home and I'm like, Mom, I have to wear a suit? Oh, hell, nobody's going to like me. It's not going to be sexy. And my mom is like, calm down. You literally have done everything else. Like, at this point, you're going to really lose it. You just got on TV. And I was right. like, all right, I need a better attitude. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. I think you could rock a suit pretty well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so, too, now. Like, <laughs> after seeing it. Yeah. I'd... But at first, it felt like. This isn't my body. Like I feel weird. This isn't. This isn't mine. It felt like putting on a costume, which is like majority of like what people do in wrestling. I feel yeah. like everybody's like, I'm gonna be a character. I wanna, you know, I don't know. They do like different stuff that doesn't make sense, doesn't match their personality, and I didn't want to be one of those. I didn't want to be somebody that looks uncomfortable doing their job. Right. So I I found a way to fall in love with like this whole Selena idea and that I'm going to the stores I had no money and I I needed a suit 
But I need. I know. I knew that I couldn't wear a cheap suit. I would wear anything but a cheap suit. Like it doesn't matter if I'm broke. Like I know what a cheap suit looks like. Mm -hmm. So I went to Macy's and they had uh, one suit that was on sale, eight hundred dollars. That was a sale, and I was like, "Good lord!" Ended up getting a credit card, and I was like, "I'll pay for that suit," and I hope it gives me a career. And it did. It did. <laughs> I yeah. wore it. I showed up to the taping, and. Um, and they were like, oh, that looks, wow, this is fitting. We like what you've done. So they started working with me. And at first I was trying to like to be this cold leader, like mean. It wasn't, it wasn't working for me. Like I, I, you could tell I wasn't comfortable. But then uh, when shit got real behind the scenes and there's no cameras and they needed help, I was like here and there, still wearing my suit. Now I'm doing everything behind the scenes wearing my suit and everybody thinks I'm the boss. And people started <laughs> assuming I'm in charge. And it was so crazy how everybody in the locker room just started immediately respecting me like the power figure. And, and I was just a manager with an $800 suit. That's it. It's the suit. <laughs> so right. yeah, the Penta, part. Phoenix started asking for favors. Then I remember like any, anything they needed, it was me. Then LA Park... Um, came to MLW and LA Park was like, no, because if I need anything, I go to Selena. I don't want to talk to anybody <laughs> but Selena. And now everybody started like wanting to be under my wing and wanted me to be in charge. And I, I'm, I don't know why. I, I really don't know. It was like everybody was ready for me to be in charge. So you went from yeah. on-screen manager to actual manager. Yeah, that's how it ended <laughs> up happening. But not even then, because at that point I realized, I looked around, was like, okay, if everybody sees something I don't see, maybe I need to really ride this train and then maybe really, you know, do it. So I started writing my own, like, wrestling ideas. And I was like, this I'm going to show to Gorbauer. I'm going to. And they went, hey, Court, I wrote this. I started by showing Alex because I didn't want to go straight to the CEO. But Alex was like, this is really good. And Alex is a writer. He writes horror. So I was, I was, I felt confident after that talk. Went to court. And he looked at it, said nothing. And I was like, all right, maybe I'll bring another one. Another pitch. I bring it. He looks at it, said nothing. Then... A few weeks after that, he calls me and, of course, like, hey, Selena, I've been reading uh, the stuff that you brought and I was wondering, how would you like to be executive producer of an episode? And he's like, hypothetically, obviously. And I was like, oh, um, I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know that I could have that, but it would be awesome. What, what would I do? And he was like, well, you have to do everything. I just want to see how you would do it. We're going to let you pick and choose who's going to be in the matches. We're going to let you pick the colors, the graphics, like the story, the stipulation, whatever you want to do. What would you do if we give you a show? And I wrote my show, and when I handed when I handed over, he was like, okay, we're doing this. And then they announced it, and after that, it just started trending. <laughs> awesome. That's a good story. That's awesome for you. And... Uh... Yeah, I'd say your your guys' faction, in my opinion, is one of the top attractions on MLW now. I love it. Yeah. So going into that a little bit, who are some people that you would hypothetically, of course, love to manage? And this could be past, present, future. 
who are you looking at that yeah. you could have in your group or manage by themselves? I definitely have a lot of people in mind, but like I can't tell you because some of them are like I can actually have. So right. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. You know, spoil that. But I, I've always said this because it's true. I want to manage Rey Mysterio. Like I feel like if I did that, I would. That would be one of the highlights of my career. Seriously, like if I could get that, that would be iconic. <laughs> so I, I, I would say that is my. That is my top. That is not realistic at this moment. At one point it was, and now I feel like uh, not right now. Yeah, whenever he did his indie run before. Yeah, uh, that's back. when it was possible. But I also was starting, and like I thought it was it. Like at the time, we thought about it, and I thought it was a great idea. But how? But if you keep <laughs> you know? if you keep putting it out in the universe, because I I watched another interview with you where you said that. And if you keep putting it out there, you know, the universe might bring it back to you, you know? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's for sure going to happen. I believe thoughts manifest. And everything I've put my mind to, like, it's, it's just happened. I, I like to test this thing because I, I like to, I like religion, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't have one. I'm agnostic. Right. Because right. I don't, I don't fully believe in anything. Because I don't, it, I don't, I don't see it. I, I, you know, it is what it is. So... The law of attraction is the one thing I've always, like, tried to prove wrong. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm going to do this, and if it doesn't work, then I'll say it doesn't work. And every time I said, I wrote something down, which is the way that I learned to apply the law of attraction, um, I write, I am grateful now that I have managed Ray Mysterio, or now that I am Ray Mysterio's manager. And I put it down, and I would say, like, within months... I've gotten every single thing I've written down, and it might might be fake, you know, might be some devil's trick, but I I believe it. It works. It works. Right. That's awesome. Right. Um, that's fantastic. Um, going off the manager <laughs> thing as well. Uh, who has been uh, some of your favorite people to manage, and maybe who has been harder to work with? harder to work with like is low-key as bad as they say nah Loki is one of my favorites like nah he's really well 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 hold up <laughs> Loki is not as bad as they say but he's not bad period with me <laughs> with me like that's why I'm clarifying Loki is a terrible person like and, and <laughs> have you not seen like have you not watched MLW? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He stabbed Conan. I'm yeah. just saying. He is the kind of the kind of guy that if you piss off, you you mess with the wrong one, period. Yeah. But when it comes to his circle, there's he is such a different person with like the people inside his circle and he's very protective. And like I feel I feel safe around Loki. I don't feel safe for the people around Loki that don't know him. Right. So you see what I mean? Like, it, right. it, with me, it has never been hard to work with him. I only has to a I have to ask for things once, and it's never. It was never. We never had a dynamic where I was his boss or anything like that. It was more like a partnership. So, um, everything that I that I suggested, he would he would do it, but his way. Right. Yeah. 
and you know, and uh, it it worked. I would say working with Loki was one of the most fun uh, parts of this job. He's very serious. He is one of those people that's not a character. Like what you see is what you get, and it, it it's impressive how you could. I guess that's why his character is so real like and, and everybody's like right. oh Loki takes everything too seriously it's not that he takes everything too seriously that's just how that's he is Loki that's that's the period like that's it <laughs> you can't expect anymore he's been like that since he was in WWE he also had like a serious um personality and he's always that that's just him right yeah the most fun person they... to work with is <laughs> LA Park I figured that, he, yeah. <laughs> he is top, like, the most fun person, period, doesn't matter what anybody says. <laughs> I would travel the world with him, he's top. The most difficult to work with, Ricky Martinez. Hmm. Wow. That was my hardest. And only, and I'll say this, because he's one of my best friends, he was never on time. It's a Cuban thing. I cannot deal with his... No, I can't be on the same flights as him. We can't be on the same car. We're going to a place because he'll stop somewhere. Oh, I forgot cologne for the back of my ear. Like, hold up. No, he was the most extra bougie prima donna I've ever met. No, Ricky Martinez is definitely the hardest to work with, but it was never bad. It was just right. hard to get him to the show. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Everybody else, Loki is like top professional. Like, the I would say the most professional was Loki. Yeah, um, he was always on time, like ridiculously on time. He would be like the one that's like there <laughs> at all times, no matter what. Uh, loyal soldier, he's awesome. Um, well, LA Park like... is is fun. He's funny. Like he'll be terrifying. <laughs> I saw him, like, trying to start shit with Jimmy Havoc behind the scenes oh, in wow. uh, <laughs> MLW. Yeah, because he was like, oh, this guy think he's tough. He don't know what tough is like. He should go to Mexico. And he was, like, making jokes. And I was like, Park, we really don't need this right now. We don't need this. Jimmy's actually on our side, so let's just <laughs> chill. And Park was always like, no, no, no. Tell him. And if he is, <laughs> but if he really is as tough as he says, I want to see him bring it in the ring. And then when he came back, he was also in his face saying, oh, I thought you were a man. I thought you were strong. And nothing happened. Like, I mean, nobody really, like, stands up to Park. He, right. he just took it and got bullied. Well, that's um, that's nice to hear because I've, I've watched uh, some interviews with Jimmy, and he <laughs> seems very, uh, very hard. Very kind of, like kind of off-putting, like he he challenges. He's a challenger, I guess. He, yeah. he is a challenger, but I feel like he picks his fights. He's really smart. Jimmy is super smart, and I I feel like he knows better. Anybody knows better than to fuck with Park. Like right. period, period. Anybody like I don't know. I, in the in I can see Jimmy really starting shit with anybody except yeah. park or fatu yeah well yeah there, and there's like you, you look at that and it's like these guys that have been around for as long as fatu and as long as park have been around there's a reason they've been around that long you know yeah it's like yeah, exactly. these are the guys that you need to talk to and learn from if, yeah, and it's I also like a respect this. thing like yeah. um in, in wrestling period you respect your vets <laughs> and i feel like it's not only about being smart to not like, no, that you shouldn't fuck with L.A. Park. But it's right. also, like, 
you're not like an unprofessional, disrespectful piece of shit. Like if if that's what you're getting, that's what you're getting. I, mean, I remember because um, I trained for a little bit. Like, you had to shake everybody's hands, no matter who they were. Yeah. If you knew them, if you didn't know them, whether you felt awkward about it or not, you better go up and shake their hands. Yeah, that's still a rule. Yeah. It's a rule that nobody talks about, because, like, times change. But it's still, like, if you don't do it, everybody's going to look at you and talk yeah. shit about you. That's how it's going to be. Right. And it's something so simple. Just say hi. <laughs> well, uh, our last question here is, um, so you talked about... Uh, your aspirations with uh, becoming a sex therapist if those were to come to fruition uh, would you stop uh, rest your wrestling career or would you try to find to make room for both I would definitely stick with both because I started with wrestling I'm, I'm gonna die here like I I'm gonna be in this business no matter what uh, the thing is that I'll probably wrestle um, until I have my PhD. That's the one thing I'll say. I can't, I can't travel every weekend and like have this right. rock star lifestyle that I have right now in wrestling, being complete professional doctor who takes care of. You know, it's like uh, there's time for everything. I feel like by the time that I am a sex therapist, I'll probably have had at least ten years of in-ring experience and I will be cured by then or really hurt and um, I don't want to risk my other career for something that's you know that I, I've been doing for a long time so I feel that what would happen is I'll do my at least this is my perfect plan um, 10 years of wrestling 10 years of studying as well then once I have my PhD, I'll start working on my sex therapy, and I'm probably going to stick to managing. I'll be seen at conventions. I could probably do anything that but wrestle um, by that time. Okay. Well, Still I, wrestling, I, though. Well, I lied because that wasn't our last question. I just came up with two more. <laughs> uh, so... Um, they do this thing on Cultaholic where you give five things that you hate about wrestling and the culture or the fans or whatever. We like okay. to flip that around. And what are five positive things, things that you love about wrestling, the culture, fans, whatever? Yeah, because it's hard for me to come up with like a bunch of negative stuff in, on the fly. Right. Um, well, we're, I'm we gonna try go not with... to be negative people here. <laughs> uh, that's good. I'm gonna go with my favorite, my most favorite thing about wrestling is the fans. Because in in comparing it to the acting world, you can make a movie and you'll be and you'll be famous that year and you'll be trending. And then after that, nobody gives a fuck. Like, yeah, we we know who you are, but I don't see anybody like collecting a bunch of posters with your signature. I don't see anybody right. buying your merch. I don't see that. That's only in wrestling. You do something important, the fans will appreciate it forever. And I understood this when I came in um, to a convention. It, I think it became really clear to me at Stargast, where I was just seeing legends. Everybody who was not on TV. And lines. Huge lines of people <laughs> that just wanted to sign. So right. what, what did that tell me? That... The, Wrestling fans are super grateful. They 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 love you. They love wrestling. They want you to stay. And I love I love how welcoming the wrestling business is. So that's gonna be my first. 
My second um, favorite thing about wrestling is how much you have to protect each other and how much you have to trust uh, the person that you're in the ring. So that trust that you build there, it, it builds a different type of bond, a relationship, the friendships you are able to build in the ring. Um, that's two. Three, I love about wrestling is that every weekend we get to travel and we get to uh, meet with different friends around the world. So if I, today I go to Mexico, then I know I'll see my friends in Mexico. If tomorrow I'll go to L.A., I have friends in L.A. If I go to New York, I have friends there. And it's always different, so it's, it's kind of it's kinda dope that I get to keep up with my friends all year round. Right. Um, I'm going to go with like four, number four, uh, the fact that we can get to make our own gear like custom made like uh like a superhero literally mm -hmm. but i feel like spider-man when he was like i think i want this and I'm <laughs> and then and that's just me like oh i want a little star here maybe i should have like some tassels maybe i should have uh, a skull a veil like it's so fun how you get to like be extra <laughs> and number five promos <laughs> i that is my ultimate favorite thing especially when you're with somebody in the ring that knows what they're doing so i'll mm -hmm. say just an honorable mention to the time i share the ring with jim Cornette and the time i shared it with conan which is a few times but uh those are definitely the most fun parts about wrestling who's your favorite promo of all time my favorite promo like it doesn't have to be a specific promo but like someone who who do you think Who's gave really the best good. yeah i'm gonna go with paul Heyman. That's a good answer. The best <laughs> yeah. orator in all of wrestling. Yeah, that's the only person that I'm like, I wish I was better than you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, last question here. Uh, this is one we ask all the people that we get on the show, and uh, it's a subjective question, not an objective, so it's your sole opinion. Who is your personal Mount Rushmore of wrestling? My, my favorite wrestler? Uh, sure, yeah, like your top yeah. four. T top four. Oh, top four. Yeah. Um, then I'm going to give you two females and two males, so I'm going to keep it even. Um, my favorite, I, Rey Mysterio is up there. And I'm going to go with L.A. Park second. To, they're my favorites. And L.A. Park was like, I hadn't really watched that much of his wrestling. I had seen some of his stuff, like clips of him dancing, right. the chair stuff, and like some like hardcore shit. But when I saw him live, and I was managing him, and I saw him fly, that's when I was like, this might be the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> that's a fucking awesome. Okay. So, yeah. Those are my two males. Tessa Blanchard, who's one of my best friends. She She's amazing. And... Um, another female wrestler that is, I'm going to go with Kaden Carter because she, she is, she's awesome. Like I, I remember seeing her at the Indies and the first thing I, I saw was like, she was wrestling Leo Rush and they both weren't signed at the time. Nobody that was in that show, it, literally, right. we were getting paid like five bucks. Like <laughs> it was not a professional show and they killed it and i remember him saying man she needs to be in wwe yeah. like if, if i were if i were to be asked today like that day should i be in wwe or should she i would vote for her like that's how good she was and she was on raw last night yeah last yeah. night yeah uh, yeah one of, so, this week yeah, yeah this, week. this week and i can't keep track of time in quarantine okay <laughs> but yeah 
<laughs> yeah, and I literally just woke up like a little bit ago. But yeah, um, it would. She she is definitely. She's gonna give a lot of like a lot to talk about. Just just wait. She's about to blow up. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on to Armbar Audio. We hope that you had as good as good of a time as we have talking to you. For sure, this was fun. Good luck on your test today, and keep on killing it in everything you do. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, guys. Stay safe. No okay. corona. No corona. <laughs> no corona. <laughs> Six feet. <laughs> see ya. All right, see ya.